podcast. Ah, giving you all the movie news. Bum 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 bum. Yeah, Nate wants me to do stuff. I'm not sure what. I was just trying to indicate you to actually, you know, cut in and tell me to shut the fuck up, to be honest. But, you know, that's just the way to be sometimes. No, I'm just happy to, make, to, to uh, listen to you make a fool of yourself. So, uh, yeah, you you so really good. do like to yeah. do that sometimes. Yeah. yeah, Our long friendship has made you do that, to be <laughs> honest. But, you know, welcome back, everyone, to NMI When You Need More Info, a podcast upon the worlds of movies, video games, and TV shows. I'm your host, Nate. And as you heard that, I'm joined by James. How are you doing, man? Yeah, hey. Uh, hey, everyone. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Um... Yeah, been watching like, a lot of nice, uh, a lot of TV shows. Nothing massively current. I suppose Fubar is what I've been. I'm, I'm still kind of like getting through at the moment. Got two episodes left. Um, it's pretty good. It's not amazing. It's okay. It's 24 with comedy essentially, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. So uh, I have heard that it's like it's okay. very cheese, cheesy, cliche comedy level. Like yeah, so it's, it's okay. It's not. I mean. That's the best I could. I, I like it, but I, but I don't love it. It's. I mean, did you hear that he's like. If you the, like that kind of stuff, then you'll, then you'll probably enjoy it. Did you hear he's the chief action officer at Netflix now? I did, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so, I mean, did you hear it's got a second season? It's been confirmed for oh, a second oh, season. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to watch the second season, so <sighs> I like it enough for that. But it's one of those shows that I'm not going to binge. Uh, yeah, I'll, just I watch, think... I'll watch slowly. I think there's certain sh- like comedy shows I could binge like you know th- go, go follow our comedy episode I think to do that sometimes but I yeah. think this show I just couldn't really do to be honest and also yeah, yeah I, he, I've heard he's not the same like comedic presence like in Junior and like Last Action Hero used to be it's it's not the writing it's not his fault though it's the writing more okay. so is, would you would you say so I don't know I mean I I, I kind of I, I again I like I mean yes I don't think. I don't think he comes across as the best in it, but um, hey, I mean, the man's getting on now, so. That is very, very true. So I was just yawning people. Very, very professional for a podcast. Very professional for a podcast. No, myself, it's I like, am. Nice, just getting tired of me already. Yeah, uh, well, you know, it's 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 taken nine and a half years, but I'll get, I had to get there <laughs> eventually. No, yeah, so obviously myself, um, a lot of TV shows myself. I finished Ted Lasso, the TV show. Cool. Absolutely fucking brilliant. Love that show. I was actually, I actually did tear up at the end, to be honest. It was like three seasons long. I've never been a f- big football fan, but yeah. it's more about the people, the characters, than, you know, the actual football itself, even though it's a big part of it. Also, mm. I was really shocked. Do you know the shame woman from Game of Thrones? I do, I do not. I've heard of it. I've, I've heard of that scene, but I've not seen Game of Thrones. So basically, she's, she's one of the main characters in the show. She's like the oh, owner of the football club, yeah. and she's brilliant. She hosted a Eurovision, actually, recently. Oh, my main character in Lasso, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's the tall blonde one, if you saw Eurovision. I did not. Okay. Well, we need Fergus here for that, to be honest. We do. Yeah, he's obsessed with Eurovision. But now I've finished watching Ugly Betty again. Love that. I haven't really been playing... I've been playing Zelda on and off. Okay. Um, I suppose I'll tell you one show I did binge uh, last week. Oh, do um, Which is... So well, I've been told. I was told to watch it about six months ago, and I never did. Um, a show called For Traitors. Uh, it's a show on BBC. Uh, it was the UK version. I know there's a US version. This is the UK version. Uh, it's, I mean, it's it's kind of like a game show. It's kind of based on the Werewolf game, which is I suppose like a little, I suppose it's like a party game. It's a game you play with a bunch of people, you assign various people to be werewolves and the others are villagers and you've got other other various roles one person can um, protect another. Right, it's, it's based upon that game but it isn't that game, it's tweaked and it takes place over a much longer period um, 
Well, actually, no, it doesn't. It takes place over the same kind of period. So it's one, one day. So basically, they sign they for all bunch of people all in a castle. They um, sign at the start of the game. They sign three of them to be uh, traitors, and the rest are faithful. Uh, every day, the faithful have to try to banish somebody from a castle who they think is going to be a traitor. Um, and, and the traitors also at midnight every day get to murder a, a faithful and the idea is to basically whoever if there's a traitor in the fight right at the end when they take all the money because they get money from various like tasks and stuff during, during the day and if there's no faithfuls then if there's no traitors in in, in the last group then whoever faithfuls are left get all the money so it's basically a game show but in but using the werewolf game as a um basis for it and uh, I, yeah i really enjoyed it so i don't know uh if like this is a british original con- content creator i don't like I'm not you sure, know how yeah. like I'm not sure which one came first yeah so well i can see that the us one is 2023 the traders is 2022 in the uk oh, so i'd be surprised if the uk did come first well australia is 2022 as well so I've got a Commonwealth uh, doing it first, uh, but yeah. Alan Cummings in the uh, American version, though, so that's pretty interesting. We've got what well, we've got actual actual well-known people in. We didn't have well-known people in the UK version, which was a good thing. I mean, that is always good to have sometimes, but it does seem like you know Alan Cummings is sort of like the central uh, person. In, oh, in, oh, you mean he's the host? Yeah, he is the host. Okay, oh, right, okay. Yeah. now that makes sense. Sorry, now that makes sense. Okay, yeah. but yeah, no, for myself, like again, like um, I watched Extraction Two last night. Oh, I haven't got around to watching it yet. Is it good? Dude, there is a 20... I, f- I think they, they say 21, but I think it's long. I think it's a, there's a 23-minute one-shot sequence. Oh, nice. It's fucking insane how they performed it. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. there's trick camera movements and like trick a one cuts. Sh- and... There was one-shot sequence in the last film. Wasn't yeah, it, it was so the car have, chase. So they have to top, top, top it each time. They really did. Yeah. And your Extraction 3 has already been confirmed as well, so that's good to hear as well. Cool. So Extraction 3 is just going to be like 1917, just a, a one one shot whole way do you know what I would not be surprised mm-hmm. it, at least half of the movies are one shot because they do they go like through three to four different locations massive locations yeah. in the film uh, and actually you, you learn more about Chris Hemsworth's character in this one because in the last one he's more of a yeah. you know and I will say I'd love to see John Wick versus this guy because oh, okay. I actually kind of prefer the fighting in this one because it's more gritty and realistic and he does actually get injured compared to John Wick who will, yeah. well, yeah, he can jump out of many places and be perfectly fine afterwards. Well, if, if they do another Expendables and maybe you can get uh, both kind of Reeves and... Uh, have, you se- have you seen there's a fourth one coming out soon? I did, yeah, yeah. I, I, want just, to watch I don't know why. I mean, I really want to watch the Expendables film. Um, I personally think the Expendable films are fucking terrible, but I still... Have to watch them. I've only I still seen have two to watch. I still, I still have to watch them. I've only seen two of them, to be honest. And it's like the Fast and the Furious movies. I dropped off after six because I ruined accidentally ruined it for my housemate. And he, it's a story he runs on about all the time. But yeah, no. So um, obviously you know, again, games. I've been playing Zelda pretty much, and I've also just bought Final Fantasy sixteen. So I'm looking forward to playing that. Cool. Got a couple of days off. Enjoys a good video game, as it were. Are you still playing uh, your Age of Wonders? Uh, yeah, I'll be playing that for the rest of the year, to be fair. But literally just released... I've not got around to playing it yet, but I've released the first DLC, which is uh, a bunch of dragons. And you can now play as a dragon. Uh, nice. So, yeah, I'm still playing that and still playing Marvel's Midnight Suns as well. Nice, excellent. Right, people. Well, 
you are here for the main thing today. Obviously, you know, we like to do the intro sometimes. And it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded because obviously we had holidays and people unavailable and whatnot. But don't worry, you are going to be getting a double dose of episodes, actually. Actually, you're going to be getting three episodes in a row because we've got two episodes recording today. And our Summer Games Fest, the entire showcase roundup with myself and Chaz and possibly someone else a bit later on. And uh, yeah, so you have like three good consecutive episodes. We might actually release this one and our next episode on the same day, just to give you a bit of a boost, basically, people. You know, good, a good, good two episode uh, run through. So yeah, but you know why you're here today, people. We're, you're here to talk about 2023's Ezra Miller's, uh, also the director. Um, I've lost his name now. Oh my god, I feel absolutely awful. I forgot the director's name. Andy Muschietti, who's yeah. most famous for doing it, part one and two. Oh, okay, never actually And seen Mama. It. Yeah, he's uh, quite famous for doing that. I think and a lot of films I have seen if you go to the um, go to the upcoming. So the upcoming is well, he's not upcoming. Uh, uh, go to the pre- in the previous. Yeah, so yeah. he's done it. I can't kind of watch his upcoming films. He's it, Mama. Oh, I'm wrong. I've not seen any of his films. He's not really done a lot, to be honest. Like, uh, oh, and supposedly he's in League for doing oh, Attack it, it on was, Titan. It, it was a writer who um, has done a few well-known films. And also, he is actually confirmed to be directing the new Batman movie in the oh, DCU, okay. the Brave and the Bold one. That was uh, right, okay, cool. the Damian Wayne one. I was going to say, hope, <laughs> hopefully hopefully not the uh, next Matt Reeves movie, because... Uh, that's a Matt Reeves movie. I'm oh, like, yeah, no, no, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, hands off that because Matt Reeves is great. But, yeah, so obviously this is the uh, latest Ezra. This is the final D Snyderverse movie, as it were, as people like to coin the term. And we are now, well, sorry, it isn't actually because we have Aquaman 2 coming out in November, December time. Still haven't watched the first one. I mean, the first one made a billion dollars or billion, as it's confirmed, you know, yeah, like about a billion need, dollars. Don't, don't need me to watch it. I mean, yeah, I mean, but the thing is, though, it has been confirmed that Blue Beetle is the first new DCU character, but because it's so standalone, it's not classed as the first DC connected film. Superman will be that movie, essentially, and whatever stuff they have going forward, and then Blue Beetle will be part of that, which I'm very excited for, because I'm a very, I'm a big Blue Beetle fan, to be honest. I don't really know the character very well. Guy gets, kid gets, uh, it's a Latino, it's a Latino-led movie, um... Uh, kid gets a beetle stuck to his back from a lineage of characters, um, and you also see, see, I think I'm right in saying that Blue Beetle's in one of the young, no, what, the Young Avengers or something, not the Young Avengers, but you know what I mean. Young, young Justice, Justice League. I apologise, people. Uh, we forgot to put our bloody uh, power cable in for the episode, so that that recording might not have gone down well if we actually did that. So plugging that in now, ta-da! Right, awesome sauce. Yeah, no. So basically, yeah, he's he. He became, you know, how they had like an entire Young Justice TV show. Yeah, he was, vaguely were, but yeah, he was one of the main characters from that. And if they yeah. do some of the storylines from that show for him, we could have some like intergalactic battle type level stuff going on eventually with, with the entire Justice League, which would be amazing. But yes, anyway, I want to see, I want, I want to see a DC versus uh, MCU movie. The, well, people have still there's like James Gunn has said, uh, well, uh, well because people it, have asked I'm, him. I'm not saying it's been, a th- it's actually been a thing in the comics. Oh, yeah, there's also been am- amalgams, like Batman yeah. and Wolverine, Superman and Captain America, like, you know, amalgams nice. of those characters, and, like, the Iron Soldier, like, stuff like that, um, Batman mm. and Iron Man as well. But there's also, but there have been rumours of a possible DC with the multiverse at the moment yeah. as well. Yeah. But anyway, I've, I, I think they're trying to reverse that, though, for DC at the moment, they're trying to get back to basics in regards to that, though. Yeah. Especially after I mean, this I, film. I, 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 I know what my personal uh, direction would be, which is... Uh, more el- focus on Batman and then more Elseworlds movies and uh, don't try and go big like the MCU. More Elseworld movies. We can do all sorts of different characters there. 
and doesn't have to be in one big universe. But when you have your for Batman universe, which is its own universe. And Joker. So, yeah. Well, Joker, again, is um, Elseworlds, so that counts. More yeah, I in, definitely in, think in they're going to be things. I think there has been confirmed that there is classes as the Elseworlds, and they will be doing that going forward. And I do think sometimes I think that's also good to do, because you could also trial characters in Elseworlds as a one-off. Yeah. It may be a TV show or something. Then you could integrate them later if you wanted to. Because yeah. I do think eventually we will see Patterson and well probably not whack on but Patterson probably cross over into the main universe eventually the way mm. down the line mm. well, I'm, we're talking way down the line I wouldn't want that but that's my take could happen you never yeah. know yeah. Um, the question is though after this film I don't know what the fuck's going on. We'll go into the spoiler section specifically yep. because there's this, I think you know the part I'm on about near the end of this film, like what the fuck have they done? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so obviously, you know, as you know, people with NMI, we like to basically give you our review section and then give you our spoiler-filled section at the end. We will pre-warn you that when we are doing the spoiler section though, so you can go away, you could fuck off, watch the film, come back, and then you can actually join us for the spoiler section indeed. We'll probably stick to about 20, 25 minutes for the view section, maybe another 20, 25 minutes for the spoiler section because uh, it's just me and James today so we'll be riffing off each other and we'll go from there so right actually I think it's time to get into it James what do you think my overall thoughts uh, I liked it I didn't love it I kind of liked it I've got some reservations got some issues with it I thought it was okay essentially uh, I, I liked it I liked, liked it enough I think it's worth a watch I don't think it's a great movie I think there are um, I, I prefer the original Flashpoint uh, story but I still like some things they did here um so yeah I, I i liked it but with reservations i do have to say like the one thing we have to sort of like come in to talk about here is basically ezra miller yeah i mean we're gonna we're gonna talk about um the issues outside of film we're not gonna i think i think people know about that we're not gonna we're not gonna get like, basically okay, there's a lot cool. of issues there's a lot yeah, of yeah, like yeah. issues going on with him well sorry them we have to press prefaces is they them right, okay. pronouns so we have to we have to try not to slip on that up on that basically nice but yeah obviously you know a lot of people have actually said the same thing about Ezra Miller for this film right yeah I I I liked him um I mean characters he played well because he plays it's not really sports it's in the um trailers he does play two different versions of himself uh, I do find I know it was an intentional choice but I do but the younger version of him is a little bit annoying. Uh, but, I think that's actually intentional because obviously I think it's intentional as well. But I, I I did like the fact that they both felt like um, different from each other, but you can still see similarities. But you can still still see if they were the same character, or yeah, the same person, but with different life experiences. Obviously, in this movie, like we're, he's playing an eighteen-year-old and also a twenty-eight-year-old. That's that's yes, that's how. Yeah. And also. Another podcast we I, I watched, they actually said something really well for the VFX for him, like the dual roles. Yeah, it's seamless. You cannot tell. You could it could be twins essentially. Yeah, that's true. You cannot tell it's two different people because I've seen the behind the scenes footage. You know they do it very well. How cleverly they've done it. Yeah. I I definitely agree with you. Like I think like the more immature Barry is people's response to how he was in like the Justice League movie. Right. How people really did not like how he was, and in this movie we're dealing with a much much more serious, um, you know, Barry uh, Barry Allen. Though, even though we talk about the seriousness of this movie, it is a great comedy for a good part of this. Well, at least I'd say for half of this movie, to be honest. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's got some good comedy scenes. It definitely opens with some good, uh, some interesting comedy. And music as well. I actually did yeah. quite like the music at the beginning, to be honest. Okay, yeah. Also, I can't remember what it was, but... Yeah. When you get served... All we'll say is, people, when you get served food slow, 
it's it's fucking well, annoying yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he definitely proves that um yeah. i do think like obviously we have to talk about the fact that this is the final appearance of ben uh ben affleck as batman yeah it's a shame i mean i, mean, I really like i do like ben affleck as uh as batman but i feel he never really had the right film uh, to really show off his version of a character. I mean, he is literally Bruce Wayne when he yeah. when he's not in the bat suit. He is literally Bruce Wayne, yeah. and I do like the fact that in this movie they gave him the blue suit, right. like they gave yeah. him the blue tinted suit. I know some people have complained about the fact that his mask is not quite as fitting as the other movies. Like it seems like it's okay. not as designed as well, in my opinion. But I think the entire action sequence with him at the beginning of the movie, because he's only in it for like what five ten minutes at most, if that. Yeah. Well. In, in terms of what total screen time, screen time that he appears, probably, probably about yeah. that, yeah. And I thought the entire, that entire sequence was brilliant. And also, it seems we, we we got more of a comic book version of the character. So, in Marvel and in a lot of comic book movies, they try to keep, make things realistic and weighted. Like, yeah. you, you could, this person, if they had superpowers, could do this. Whereas in this movie, they became more exaggerated with Batman's movies specifically. Okay. Especially after a specific explosion that happened, yeah, yeah. like he, it became more of a comic book exaggeration of the character, which I think I quite like. To be honest, like I think, I think we need that now. I think like sometimes it's good to have realism in your movies, yeah. And especially if we're getting the Pattinson one going forward, yeah. I think having an exaggerated Batman would be really good to have as well. Yeah, I mean, if you've got different versions, if it's, I mean, as long as you keep the Pattinson version, because it's already established to be a more or at least an attempted to be uh, a more realistic take as long as you keep that more realistic then uh, yes I'd be fine for other depictions to be more comic booky. yeah so I think with the film with the film structure we'll come to the other characters in a second we'll come to the film structure I did really like the beginning of the movie I thought that they it does just keep going like there are, it, the film doesn't stop pretty much and that's kind of ironic because of it's the flash essentially yes, yeah. And I do love the fact that we do get essentially two Barry Allens for like a good almost two and a half hours of this film. And that's why I think people are praising Ezra Miller for the performance because he is literally doing a dual role for that entire time in the movie. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, makes up majority of the runtime. It's basically, yeah, not just him, but him and himself themselves themselves yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna slip up on this at some point uh but i do think like obviously you know people will talk about like his outside uh, issues and everything but unfortunately it's the issue of separating the art from the artist in this circumstance i think yeah, when it comes no, to that. I, I, I agree with you i agree about take so obviously you know uh but yeah with the movie itself obviously i feel that uh, the good portrayal of the parents as well uh, ron livingston and uh maribel vadu as nora and henry allen they don't get a lot in the movie but i think this this film is quite emotional and it is definitely tied to them in that regard. Like if you know the yeah. Flashpoint story, you know why this occurs. And again, another podcast has said it's really interesting because they've ad- they've adapted this film compared to Flashpoint as myself and James know. Yes, yeah. But it's literally down to one tiny item that's caused this entire movie to occur. I liked that. Oh, I know. I love that because yeah, it's the little yeah. but- ripple butterfly effect that makes it happen and whatnot. Yeah, we're not going to specify what it is. And also, in the spoiler sections, we're going to discuss the entire sequence with his mother because I think there are some theories yeah. there and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, no, I love the ripple effect that came from that. I think when it comes to the emotion in the, in the film, though, like the emotion does kick in at certain points around the movie. It's not like um, a ripple effect in itself, but then towards the end of the movie, it does get quite weighted in the emotion, like towards yes, the end of the does. film. Yeah. It gets extremely action heavy and then it just almost switches to an emotional movie at a certain point, which is very interesting how they shifted yeah. that, to be honest. Um, I think we have to obviously move on to the return of 
good old uh, Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne Batman. He was a highlight for me. For a lot of people, he was as well. And I'm really fucking pissed off we're not going to see his Batgirl, Batman. Same. I mean, it was already, it's, it's already filmed. Just put it on fucking streaming. streaming. Especially but, after... Uh, we'll talk yeah. about the, the finance, like the box office for this yeah. film. Because I think I that was... comes into context of the, 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 the Batgirl movie as well, I think. But nice. yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Like, he... Him and another character we'll talk about in a moment were a big highlight for this movie. I do think the fact that, you know, he he's essentially in his, in his Batman Beyond era yeah. and everyone's called for a Batman Beyond film, but we're not going to get that. Because I think, we'll discuss it in our spoiler section, yeah. but could he come back possibly? We don't know what could happen in that yeah. regard. Because I know they did film three endings to this film as well. I did not know that. There were three endings. We'll discuss it in the spoiler section as well. Yeah. Um, there were three endings to this film. But you know, I loved him in the movie. It's interesting because obviously in the 1980s movies and 1991 movie, he's very he's a very stiff character. His neck doesn't move. But in this movie, yeah. with the added effect of CGI and stuntmen, stuntmen and everything, he fucking moves in this movie. Like yeah, yeah, absolutely. But also he gets damaged as well quite a bit. Yes, yeah. How did you find his intro? Without going into spoilers, I loved his intro. I thought it was I I I I, I thought it was perfect. It was. Uh, it's hard to talk about it without um, spoilers, but uh, I thought it really showed it showed how Batman can fight, and it also showed kind of like um, how he had been living uh, for a certain period of time. Um, so you got a bit of his current mental state, along with um, showing his capability despite despite to fight despite his age. Yes, no, I completely agree there. I absolutely hit the nail on the head there, to be honest. And also, he's actually very integral in explaining a lot of the plot of the movie, which is very interesting. Like, And he, he actually explained it very clearly, but people can actually understand it. Because obviously, yeah. you know, with these multiverse movies and these, like, you know, these, like... They can be quite complicated to explain sometimes, to be honest. And he does do a quite good job there. And it, yeah, I think he's brilliant in the film for how long he is in the movie. He doesn't appear till at least the... Almost forty minute mark, thirty forty minute mark, to be honest as well, which is it interesting. It feels like it's longer than that, to be fair. It felt I didn't look look at the time, but it felt longer than that to me. Well, we do have to go on to the next character, who I do feel this is actually going to knock the review down for me a bit, in my opinion. Uh, Sasha Cal as Cara Zorel Supergirl. I thought she was good, but not enough screen time. Exactly, that was my the fact that she's been very prominent in the promotional material. Yeah. Like you know, Batfleck isn't really promoting that much in me he's like it's his final performance call and everything yeah. in all the trailers it was batman supergirl the flash was the flash was third really in a lot of those promotions yes, yeah. i think for specific reasons as well yeah. but yeah no i i, I think sasha kale's performance as supergirl was i i quite liked it to be honest but again not enough screen time no it's at least till after the hour mark hour 10 mark yeah. we actually see her and this film is only she's in a fucking I mean, hour at most i i i i want to go over timings because i feel a lot of stuff came right near the end. I, I, I feel Batman didn't come into a picture until like the hour mark, I and mean, I felt Supergirl didn't get come into a picture until like maybe the hour and a half mark at the, at the earliest. I felt they, they left a lot of things uh, to the end. There was a lot of time spent on them um, in the present before they went even got to the past, and then when they did get come into a past, there was a lot of time spent with uh, between Barry Allen 1 and Barry Allen 2. And that that's probably one of my main critiques. We didn't spend enough time with the other characters uh, in that world. So the story arcs uh, from the time you are in the past weren't really 
that well developed. Um, apart, the main thing that was developed from Morris was for the relationship between Barry Allen 1 and Barry Allen 2. Um, and I think that's why we, again, yeah. we have to praise Ezra Miller in that regard because he does do a great job in, you know, that portrayal of that and the narrative in regards yes. to that. He does carry the movie in that they regard. They did a great job. Sorry, yeah, great. they're good. I exactly, yeah, you corrected me there, thank you. But no, no I no, think... No, um, I, I didn't hear you say that. I just, I just, oh, fair. I, 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 I was just making sure that I actually said it right. The I know she's actually come out and said that she has spoken with Peter Safran about mm-hmm. her future at DC because right. they are doing a Supergirl movie, it's confirmed. Okay. It's called Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. It's basically like... A comic book adaptation. I'm just going to Google it now. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. If I could spell it correctly. So basically, it's this whole, like, she gets crash lands on a planet, and she has to protect this girl, essentially. But it's going to be, like, a darker, like, type of movie. She has, like, a sword in it and everything, and she has to protect them. But obviously, you know, it's it's the classic Supergirl. So people don't know if they're going to carry that over, which I don't care about, because I I really liked her portrayal. I would change the suit, though, a little bit. Because right. I think there was a too much blue. Okay. I think I would have had it like the red boots at least, or like a bit more around the waist, like you know how Superman's suit had that basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I think the top half is a lovely design. How the cape is integrated into the shoulders, I really quite liked that to be honest. But yeah, that's one of the that's one of the minor, very minor critiques I'd have for her to be honest in regard to the movie. I'm not really a fashion artist, so I don't really know these things. <laughs> it's so it's it's a, it's, it's, it's a suit. It, yeah, I mean, we're not obviously we're not we haven't gone for the classic Supergirl outfit, but the you know the skirt and then the top and everything. And but yeah, no. So obviously, you know, I'm interested to see how it goes because I think it's been said that they are carrying forward certain characters from the, the Snyderverse into the next the the DCU oh. as they're calling. They're not calling the the Gunverse because James Gunn doesn't want that. Oh, yeah, it's the DCU essentially, and I think. Give her that ability to do that. I think she's she's eager for it, hungry for it. And I, I'm really looking forward to see what happens there. I do have to ask, though. Yep. This would have been the perfect send-off for Henry Cavill. Yeah, I, could, I, I mean, I could see that. You, I suppose he's got two different ways of doing it. Of either he's in the past, and I think that's what you're probably coming up with. Or I suppose he could have maybe done it the same way as, as Ben Affleck and been him as well somehow rushing to the... Um, we'll get into that in the spoiler scene. section. But I think about what you're saying. I don't agree with you. I, I don't agree with you. Okay. I think I think I think it's a great send off for uh, for the Batman characters for Ben Affleck. Uh, I think I think a different story would have been maybe. Uh, but it's essentially both, the same story, though. Yeah. I mean, in all in all fairness, they've fucked things up, haven't they, with the DCU? Because mm. <laughs> this at least gives gives them a chance to uh, reboot it potentially if that's what the direction they want to go. Well, because I know there have been rumours of Ben Affleck being in the Aquaman movie. Oh, didn't know. Or uh, a Batman in the Aquaman movie. Right, yeah. Now be interesting. I mean, we'll get into that. But I do think like Henry Cavill did. He majorly got shafted with this entire series yeah. pretty much and because yeah, he was told he was going to have a have a new film and then that got like a month later that was canned less than a month to be honest yeah. like yeah he was like i'm back i'm gone i'm back oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah no so yeah was, but again you know it's fine um he's and for he's on to much better things now uh we're going to quickly touch on what we're going to touch on one more actor and then we're going to the uh, rest of the movie itself but um michael shannon as general zod was um, he needed I mean, yay and nay. I he didn't really do a lot of a character. He was more of a, a plot device, it w- which he didn't like. And I've heard from this film. I've heard I he can was. That. He was. He was. 
he was quite frustrated because also I suppose yeah. that he was initially hesitant to come back because obviously he really got on well with Zack Snyder. Yeah. But yeah, I do. It's really frustrating because I he was m- one of my favorite characters from the Snyder. I'm one of the few people who actually liked Man of Steel. It is what the perhaps the one film in the DC universe. I don't know if the Suicide Squad counts as the DC universe. If it does, that's also one of them. Um, it's probably about Man of Steel and the Suicide Squad are probably the two films that I do like from the DC. Shazam's my my other one, to be honest. Shazam, I thought was okay, but. Yeah. but- the one person I'm a bit frustrated they promoted was Fiora, the the secondary Kryptonian in yeah, the movie because she's yeah. in the trailers and whatnot. But like they brought her she's back as well. She's just in the fight scenes, really. Yeah, and that's really frustrating because also she was very prominent in Man of Steel of how she fought and how yeah. badass she was. And in this movie, it seems they changed the effects of how the Kryptonians move as well when they fight. It's like okay. quite frustrating. It's been a long time since, since I watched Man of Steel, so I couldn't. Ten remember. years yeah. since that movie came out, or maybe a bit longer actually. Mm. I know, I think it's 10 years, but yeah, no, so I think for the plot device of the movie, you know, them being essentially, it, the plot takes place as Zod is invading Earth and then the Flash has to do, well, actually, there is a comment I want to make in regards to the Flash in the spoiler section regarding the whole Man of Steel thing, which I think works out pretty well. Cool. But yeah, now I think we're going to move on now to pretty much like our thoughts of like the rest of the film, the music, you know, but there's a big thing I want to come on to. I think you know where I'm going with this now. Yeah, well, potentially. It depends. Would we still... This is the non-spoiler Non-spoiler section. What do you think I'm going to talk about? I'm not sure because you're talking about non-spoilers. If you're talking about spoilers, I would have an idea. It's the VFX of this film. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. They are fucking awful. Yeah, there are moments where they are very bad. There's an entire sequence in this movie which is fucking... It's it's bad. Yeah, I know know exactly what you're saying. It's like PlayStation... I wouldn't even class some some of it as... It's PlayStation Three level, yeah. Like yeah. it's, and I they've they've said like the reason the VFX that way is because of the speed force. I'm like that's bollocks. Yes, that's absolute bollocks. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Flash TV show had much be a v- better better VFX than this, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, Gorilla Grodd stuff like that and everything, and yeah. you know, and this movie, th- there's an entire sequence with babies at the beginning. We can say that. Oh yeah. my god, it's scary as fuck. Yeah, like. Yeah. I think the Flash's actual running and everything, like how they use the, his his abilities in the movie, I think they're really well. Yeah. But it's everything around him that doesn't work. Yeah, it looks looks a little bit uh, dated. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like going to be a bit of the uncanny valley at times. And uncanny, it's like it's, a, it's like the uncanny chasm. Yes, like yeah. it's like it just. Again, we'll get into the spoilers. There's a major section with VFX in this movie, which I think does a disservice to a lot of things, in my opinion. Um, yeah. We'll definitely get into that. I can see that. But yeah, no, the VFX are the big thing. This movie. I did love the music. I, I can say that. Like, I think the, there's this initial sequence where Barry has to get somewhere. And I think, like, the actual running across to get there, I thought it was the music choice was excellent. I think it, it wasn't gun-level music, I think. But I think yeah. that, I mean, you know... I'll be honest, I can't remember what music it was. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I I well, don't. I do remember the music that Gunn uses in his films. It's I not don't. Yeah, I think I think when it comes to like the music specifically, I'm actually going to my Spotify list now because I saved it. So it's called Bad Fun by the Cult, and then Salute Yours. And also, I think the music in the final battle, which we see, which we've seen in the trailers right. with the with the two flashes, yeah, uh, works out. I think I quite like that as well, to be honest. But we're going into the spoiler section mainly. Uh, but no, I, I think like the movie itself, like. It does speed up in the second half. That's, I didn't mean to be a pun there. Yeah. But and it and it does get very emotional at the end. I think it does have a great. It does have a good, satisfying conclusion to the movie, which is a bit sad for like other parts of the movie. But 
I think we're going to wrap it up there for the review itself and actually give our ratings and our final final thoughts. Yeah. And then we're going to get into the spoiler section. So, James, take it away. Yeah, so I'm going to agree with you on a lot of the points. Uh, I do really like the Flashpoint story. So I, I like the fact that this was adapted. We've got a, a big um, live-action screen version of Flashpoint. And I did have fun with this movie. I did enjoy watching it, although there were issues with it. I did feel that the section in the past, uh, we didn't look, we didn't delve into the characters and especially, especially with villains enough. There wasn't enough development there. There wasn't enough uh, plot development during that section. And Flashpoint comics have a different story during that section, which is more interesting. Uh, so the VFX we've talked about was bad in places. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that, absolutely. Uh, I don't tend to mind too much about uh, VFX myself. Uh, so the question for me really is, did I have fun with the movie? And would I recommend it? I am going to give it a 7 out of 10. I did overall enjoy the movie, but and it does have issues. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So, right. So can you can you guess my rating from what I've said? 6. Oh, wow, okay, I'm not going to oh, give it's it a... Oh, not, 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 not doing a Fergus 6. No, I'm doing a Fergus 6. I'm going to give it a 7 as well. Oh, fair play. I think the reason I'm going to give this movie a 7 is because Ezra Miller does give a great performance. Yes. A dual performance, we have to specify. Yeah. We have to specify a dual performance. They gave great performances. They Yes, they gave great performances. Um, they, well, I, I, Another podcast suggested they really put the effort in they and them. Uh, like, right, right, right. Yeah, like yeah. the pronouns yeah. in that degree. Uh, I'm, I start from another podcast, Double Toasted, so don't see me. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think the VFX is definitely what knocks it down for me in this movie. I do think having General Zod as a plot device, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a literal plot device in this movie, was yeah, quite frustrating. And, and that frustrates me. Whereas in the, and I can probably say this, spoiler, well, I'll, come to, I'll come up to a spoiler point. Yeah, I think it's a thing that's more for the spoiler section spo- than we want to discuss. I was going to talk about spoilers for the original Flashpoint, which is which this is adapted for, yeah. but we'll talk about that in the spoiler section. Uh, I, yeah, I think uh, Michael Keaton gives a great performance. He, he Also, we do see a multi-dimensional, a more multi-dimensional Bruce Wayne Batman in this movie from his character. Yeah. Uh, he does give a great explanation to the movie, and also he does some great performances near the end of the movie as well. I think uh, Sasha Kale as uh, Supergirl... I did really like her in the movie, but I just don't like the fact that they've promoted her so heavily, but she's heavily underutilized in the movie. She She's very prominent in the second section, hmm. but she's more, she doesn't have a lot of plot drive in this movie, essentially, which I yep. did, it knocks it down for me. So I think the VFX, uh, Sasha Kale, and also like uh, General Saad literally knock it down a point each for me. Yeah. Like I think those three reasons, that's the reason why I'm giving it a seven. If you really want to see the, you know, this film, definitely go see it in the cinema. I think it's actually a good time in the cinema. If you've got epilepsy, probably don't, because there are a lot, there are a lot of flashing sequences in the movie. Again, no pun intended. I know where I was going with that. There are a lot of flashing sequences. There's even in all in a variety of ways. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Shit. You're not wrong there. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna have to get in the spoiler section. Uh. But yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. I'm gonna give that a seven. So yeah. Uh, for NMI, we are giving this a seven out of ten. Um. Again, I think if you, you want to see this film, definitely go check it out. But it's going to be it probably on streaming at some point soon. So I think you could just enjoy it as much at home, to be honest. Also, it the pacing does work well in this film. It doesn't feel like a stupidly long movie. And mm. you can... I did have to go to the bathroom once, because of course I did. Uh, but Because it is almost two and a half hours. But, you know, 
you could pull this at home if you want to. So yeah, uh, 7 out of 10 for NMI. Right, so people, we are now going to get into the spoiler section for The Flash. So if you haven't gone see the movie, fuck off, go watch it, come back and uh, we'll have the um, time code as well so you can simply skip to this part uh, coming up. So yeah, right. If you want to join join us now for the spoiler section. So spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Section. In, yeah, section. Okay, right, cool. In five four three two one why did i preface dual roll a dual roll yeah dual roll for ezra miller because he was playing two different characters because he's or playing three three yeah which i oh uh, yeah because oh, oh well eh, ish i mean you can you, you can justify that i suppose but it's not how, okay we'll get into it now how did you feel that we didn't have the reverse flash in this film I mean, they changed a lot from the original from the original story. So one of the issues I actually do have with the film is um, they didn't reveal why his or or who killed his mother in the first place. Yeah. So that's one thing I felt was missing from this film. I did like the twist they did with. Um, so at some at one point early on in the film, when Azure Miller is going from the past trying to get to a present. He's pushed out by someone he don't know who it is, some other uh, speed forster. It turns out to be, um, it, it turns out to be teenage Barry Allen after the fight with Zod, which is an internal battle, so he can't win it. Uh, so that's the only reason why I'm I'm saying kind of three characters. You are right, it's three characters, but it is also an old, uh, essentially old man. Oh, oh yeah, an older version of um, teenage Barry yeah. Allen. I think I like, that I like, character... I, like, I, like, I just want to say, I liked that twist. I liked the twist, but I think it could have. I think we could have had more time with it, in my opinion. Yes. I think, like, when it comes to Flashpoint with the reverse Flash, we have this history with the reverse Flash, so we don't need to build up. Like, even in the Flash TV show, we had Flashpoint. Yeah. But we had all this build with the reverse Flash and everything. Dark Flash, I think, because that's how he's, that's how they're referred. Right. I did like the design of the character. I thought it was a really good design of the character. I mean, I mean, Dark Flash, that doesn't make any sense, right? Because a, a Flash is light. So if you have a Dark Flash, you're not going to see it. I mean, that's what they're referred to as. But yeah, I do like the fact that like... I mean, I, I, I'm just playing around with words. I do understand. Of course. I do like the fact that they had like, you know, pieces of like weapon in them and they were broken and they were like yes. mentally as well broken they were completely broken yeah but yeah I, I i think there could have been a bit more of that character like, i think if you had like points in the movie where let's say young our uh, barry was trying to help younger barry and then younger barry had it had an instance of actually seeing them themselves so we could have seen like you know the two the two sides of the character interacting yeah. but we don't know who they were i think that would have been much better in my opinion yeah no i think i agree with that um yeah, in regards to like young Barry, obviously you know he's he he is a fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean I'll I'll be honest. One thing I really wanted to hear was refer- I wanted them to reference other Barry because it would be a reference to Archer. I mean that because would be quite you, funny. you know you know how he talk, how how Barry talks to himself and like other yeah. In Archer. How did you feel about the whole? Obviously you know the ripple effect. You know they they discussed the fact that like even if if you change something in the past. It actually changes the entire timeline. So it's not how I see time travel, but I also know that it is kind of based on some theories and thoughts about how time itself works. Good old spaghetti. So I, I thought it was an okay justification, even if even if it doesn't logically make sense. Uh, I, I think a lot of 
a lot of things with time travel anyways in films you sometimes have to uh, have some kind of level of of disbelief um you got to let go of some of that disbelief sometimes but i did like that justification although i did feel there were if i was really going to analyze it i did feel think there were some things which didn't make sense in terms of time how, how time travel worked but i was ultimately okay with it i wasn't anything which i felt was super jarring i was okay to go with the flow essentially and um, I thought it was okay. It was a very interesting and different justification. And I don't know if we're going to do this at some point, but I, ha- I had proposed at some point we might do an episode on um, our, per- our personal thoughts of how time travel would work if it, if it is a thing we can do and talk about various films which show our our personal model- favourite models of how we feel time travel would work. Yeah, because I've actually just while James has been talking, just been doodling in the background the 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 essential description of how this movie's because it's not really time travel; it's more multiverse traveling in this movie. Yeah, and how and they literally use spaghetti to explain it, which I think justifies it quite well. And how like a lot of threads connect up, but then they will split off and everything. And so you know the ripple effect. Like I I did like the whole because a lot of people said this is basically Back to the Future to a point as well. And they do reference Eric Stoltz, who the original Martin McFly staying with the movie. Yeah, they they do. Um, there's what this kind of going to be me to the one thing that I do have issue with in terms of time travel which is right back to the future and this is when dark flash dies yeah uh, there's, there's, there's two things around, around that in my personal model spoilers because we might talk about this in, in, in a future episode in my personal uh, thoughts of how time travel would work i don't think dark flash would die even if young, younger barry does but even if that is the case let's say it is the case he dies Dark Flash dies and leaves before Younger Barry actually dies. He's still breathing um, once after Dark uh, Dark Flash leaves. Well, I do think they do that in the but Flash TV show as well. Yeah. So you know how um, you it's a long time ago now, but uh, the old uh, Thorn character Eddie Thorn shoots right. himself to take care of Reverse Flash, yeah. and Reverse Flash does disappear, but then Eddie Thorn's body remains and it gets sucked into a portal. I think the sort of like it's the it's the echo of time. We'll probably get into the actual time travel, but it's yeah. the echo of time where even if you do it in an instant, it still has a ripple effect to get to that point essentially. So there's yeah, a bit but you two, but you're two physical bodies. You you you, phys- you physically exist. True. True. So, so so at that point, you're existing in the same point in time. So it makes no sense for um, a, a a physical change in you just based on someone else. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about films which kind of like dem- more demonstrate my personal thinking of it. Uh, I know there's one film I need to rewatch before we do that episode. Yeah. Um, but that makes no sense to me. And films do it a lot. Back to the Future does it. But as I say, ignore that. O- open your mind and, and don't worry about that kind of stuff. And it's and it's okay. But if you're going to think about it, then I think it's utter bollocks. Speaking of that, as- uh, that, that aspect of time going off of that things. phrasing though, utter bollocks. Yes, since uh, Yeah, yeah. Yes. This entire. So basically, as you know, if you've se- you've seen the film, film people, when rev- when uh, young Barry is trying to go back in time to prevent essentially the, the whole the, his universe is destined to be dis- well, his planet is destined to be destroyed. That yeah. that is the and 
how many times he goes back to try and save Supergirl and Batman. By the way, yeah. Batman trying to take out that Kryptonian was kind of badass, to be honest. Yeah. But kind of dumb that he flew himself into the shit, the shielded ship. That was kind of dumb. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I read it wrong. I thought he was on his way out anyways, and so it was like one. Oh, but he didn't realize the ship was shielded. Yeah. So it was useless. Yeah, and I was thinking, yeah. surely Batman would be smart enough to think, surely a ship could be shielded, possibly. Well, I suppose it was also his final kind of like bowing out anyways. Yeah, no, I did. And I do like the fact during, so obviously, you know, Barry, uh, young Barry runs backwards um, and Barry, President Barry follows him and he's trying to stop everything going on. And we see the cycle, the cycle, the cycle of everything going on, the happenings. And yeah. we see CGI Henry Cavill, the only time we see him in the movie. Oh, yeah. And then we see Supergirl constantly dying, Batman constantly dying. Yeah. I do like the fact that they reference the neck snap in that sequence. So it's the reverses and everything. So I do like that. Yeah. Um, but the CGI is... It's really awful. Like it's it's, it's oh, quite... CGI in that scene is dreadful. Although one bonus, even though it's a CGI version, we do get to see Nick Cage as. And this uh, is Superman. where I was going with this, right? So, but there's another thing. A lot of people said it's been a, a disservice to uh, Christopher Reeves and Henry Helen Slater, right? Yeah. Because they are really like, I understand that they maybe wanted to make it like an ant, like a sort of dream sequence type of thing. It didn't come across like that. It just came across as bad CGI. Well, with de aging characters nowadays yeah. and face, you know how well you don't watch Star Wars, but in Rogue One they actually face transplanted a character who's been dead for a while onto another person. I think I heard about that. And they could have done that. Also, yeah. why didn't they use Grant Gustin? They used a random character from the Flash TV show, but yeah. not Grant Gustin as the Flash. They yeah. should have done that, in my well, opinion. Well, it wasn't a random character, wasn't it? The original Flash uh, that they used. So the that actual actor is in the Flash TV show. Oh, is it? Okay, so not okay. So it wasn't, yeah, wasn't and also, but he's he's trying to he's trying to play the original Flash boy. But oh, Ezra Miller yeah. is in. No, 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 no. But that, that, that character, that actor. He's the original Flash who plays that. Who, who plays that? Jay Garrick. So, yeah. Well, yes and no. Well, that's but, a whole but, Flash but, TV show thing. But no. But but what I mean was, he. I think I'm right in saying I might be wrong. Might be some other else. But am I not right in saying that he played the Flash in the original TV show? No, that's not the actor you saw. No. So basically, the actor, oh, okay. the character you saw was a uh, Teddy Sears. A lot. Well, he said he he isn't in it, but um. I'm just going to type in the Flash movie now because it literally comes up here. So basically, it's the uh, we're just Googling it. If you Google Teddy Sears, this actor here is a basically Teddy Sears, and then he actually appears in the movie. A lot of people saying he doesn't, but we can say he does because it's kind of bollocks. The original actor is actually um, is for Dad in, in yeah in TV in CW TV show exactly yeah. yeah, and which is really frustrating because obviously Ezra Miller appears in the Flash TV show in Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah, Turns not. out, yeah, so Ezra Miller and the Grant Gustin's character do meet. Good. And that's why Ezra Miller gets his name, The Flash, from Grant Gustin. Oh, okay. And it really, it's annoyed a lot of people, the fact that people come out and say, oh, Ezra Miller's the best Flash. Sorry, in my uh, opinion. No, I, I, I agree with you, Grant Gustin. Grant I Gustin. think Ezra, Ezra Miller's done a great job, but I would agree. I've only seen the first three seasons of The Flash, but I did really like... There was uh, nine Grant. in the end. It okay. ended after nine seasons. Yeah, nine. I'll give it to Grant Easy. Gustin for that. It's done now. But yeah, Grant Gustin, I think, was a brilliant Flash, because also he runs I better. Would, I, would, I would agree with you there as well. I've always hated how the Flash runs in the movies, how he flails his arms about and everything. I and didn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, obviously during the sequence we see uh, Christopher Reeve, we see George Reeves, we see George Reeves actually, the original Superman, very slightly, right. Supergirl, and we come to Nick Cage. 
fighting the spider from his movie that he was supposed to have. Yeah. Which, by the way, have you seen Wild Wild West? Uh, no, but I know the scene you're referencing from Mechanical Spider. And you know there's a reason for that. So yes. basically, yeah, no. the, the producer of um, Superman Lives wanted... He was obsessed with spiders, supposedly. Okay. Kevin Smith talked about this because Kevin Smith... the Spider-Man film. Kevin Smith wrote the Superman Lives su- uh, Nick Cage movie. Mm. And it was he was adamant to have like polar bear... F- Superman fight a polar bear and a mechanical spider. Right. That film got canned and that mechanical spider went into the Wild Wild West movie. That's why there's a spider in the Wild Wild West movie. Oh, okay. Because Superman Lives didn't go forward. Right, I see. Yeah. Here comes another part though. Turns out uh, Nick Cage actually filmed himself in the Superman suit for this film. But wait, you see, yeah. why the fuck did they do that? Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, I mean, I suppose they could have used old shots of the older ones. Well, it's not like, even that. They could have just de-aged him. Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's true. And also, the fact that he is a massive Superman fan anyway. But, I mean, I mean screw it. We've, we've got, haven't we? I'll tell you what. Don't, f- fuck with the aging. Don't we have, I'm sure we could have used it in some way. Don't we actually have sample shots of Nick Cage in the uniform from 20 years ago? Only photographs, I believe. Okay. Only right. photographs, because I, 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 did, I did like the idea that we finally got to, got to see what yeah, happened with same. him, and I was with someone at the time, and they were shocked it was, it was him. Like, um, um, was that your reaction as well, seeing it was actually him, or did you kind of guess no, before I you thought, saw his face? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't guess until I saw it, but I thought it was, it was cool. I was going into a film knowing that there was one uh, surprise, or at least one surprise cameo, uh, but me thinking there was one surprise cameo um, meant that... There's an even bigger surprise cameo that I was not expecting. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get to that in a second. But yeah, no, I just finished having Nick Cage though. I actually wouldn't mind like an animated movie of that story for him, like because he he's obviously in yeah. you know the animated show Teen Titans Go. I've vaguely heard of it. So basically, he's actually in there as Superman, right? Uh, as he voices Superman and everything. I think that's pretty cool. But yeah. seeing him in this film in for the brief second and the fact that he's a CGI version it just really confuses me yeah it really does and really frustrates me obviously we'll talk about we're going to get to the big cameo at the end but another character cameos in this film for like less than a minute well, for, so I need, I need to say this one quick movie I would love to see Nick Cage in is I'd love to see a full movie of Nick Cage's character in the original Spider-Verse movie so right Amazon are doing a TV show of the noir Spider-Man. Oh, wow. They are, Amazon have, I believe that it has been confirmed, they are doing a noir that Spider-Man. That's awesome. Now, if, if it's a case of like, he never removes his mask, yeah. sort of like, you know, Judge Red or something, you could get Nick Cage to come back and do the voice and everything. Yeah. Because I don't know how old that character is, basically. Because oh. I think he's meant to be in his 30s, possibly. So, we'll well, see how it goes. Are you saying it's live action? I've heard it is live. It's going to be live action. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, which would be very interesting to see and having Nick Cage for that would be really interesting. Yeah. But we're going to do one more small cameo before we get to the one we want to talk about. Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not, yeah. not, not well, the camera we're going to talk no, about. But no, no, yeah. no, that surprised me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's more expected to me. So, I mean... She's in it for less than a minute. She's in it very, very quickly. Yes, that's true. And that kind of did frustrate me. It was like, just, just, just basically in it for a joke. Yeah, and yeah, to have Josh, the whole... Like, Joshful joke where uh, Ben Affleck's character is... Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. yeah, the whole Batman telling the truth away wears the mask and everything. But speaking of Batman, do you want to take away the biggest thing we need to talk about now? What the fuck was going on? Yeah, the final reveal when uh, the Flash is back in the real world. And it's the your, your least suspected um, Bat- Batman. Nipple. 
Yeah, George Clooney is is uh, Bruce Wayne in the world of that Flash ends up in right at the end of the film. You know what? Not gonna lie, you know. But I also kind of loved it. I, I love I love that as well, and I love the I, I love the fact that kind of like um, cheeky Flash says, "You're not Batman." <laughs> yeah, no, I because so it turns out they did film free endings to this film. I'm going to bring them up now. Oh. The Flash free endings. So basically, they did. Uh, here we go. Right. So they did. Michael Keaton replaces Batman, Batman's Ben Affleck. There's actual footage of him doing this, actually on the, in the same suit that George Clooney wears. Then there's also one with Henry Cavill and Wonder Woman getting cameos at the end. And then the other one, well, so the, the Michael Keaton one had Sasha Kell as Supergirl in that universe as well. Yeah. She's going to fly down to meet Barry and everything. And obviously we got the one we got. I like the one we got, to be fair. I like, I, I love I love the trolling. With, uh, I did like the fact George that, yeah. like, it turns out, I believe that in some of the press screenings, they cut off just as his feet came out. So oh. we didn't see the actual ending. Oh, okay. What do you mean? Like, as in, you know, when he gets out of the car, it's showing yes. his feet. Yeah. They ended the movie at that with Barry's reaction. They didn't show the face of the... Uh, oh, I see. But in, in some screenings, right, to, see, to yeah. keep the surprise. Yeah. I do like the fact that, like, Clooney, though, he does kind of look like an older Bruce Wayne in that scene, which I did... I, I, it was, it's yeah. very confusing, like... Because also, <laughs> there's a funny video of, like, if you rewatch Batman Forever, when uh, George Clooney plays Batman... His yeah. head wobbles a lot when he's talking as ba- as Batman. Did you say Batman Forever? Oh, it's Batman. I think it's Batman Forever. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not it's Batman Robin. Kilmer. Okay. It's Batman and Robin. Okay. For George yes. Clooney. I get confused with those two. Now, if Val Kilmer was healthy, I would have actually quite liked if Kilmer did it, which would have been quite nice. Yeah. But well, I actually, I actually do like Clooney um, doing it because I think it's just a great joke at the end. Oh yeah, but I do think people were quite frustrated by that because obviously we are getting. Oh, I just like I just like the joke. Come on, take 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 the joke, people. I know. Did he's, not, you... he's not actually going to be. He's not actually going to be the new. Batman. Oh, I know, I know this, but you know, a lot of people possibly follow. Have you heard the rumors of the new Batman they might cast though? No. So, did you watch Supernatural, the TV uh, show? No. Oh, you watched the boys. I've watched the first two seasons. Okay, so basically, there's a there's an actor called Jensen Ackles. He's in the third yeah season of Batman, yeah but... him this guy here yeah. So, he's rumored to be in contention of the top three to play the next Batman because he's already voiced Batman in some of the uh, animated movies, which is quite interesting. So he's already done that himself. He's done like the long Halloween under the red hood. He was Jason Todd in under the red hood. Yeah. I I, I, I really like both those uh, animated films. Yeah, exactly. And I think it'd be interesting. Like if he did that, Uh, but obviously, you know, finishing off with Clooney was quite interesting. And then they kept bragging about how there was this like, brilliant post credit scene in this movie like I it, was say, really... it, it, it wasn't brilliant it was it was, uh, it was very strange it was so, meh yeah it was it was very meh Aquaman's, just, Aquaman's more of a drunk than he was in the past movies yes yeah that's bad which I'm wondering that. if there's like because that's what confuses me is like in the Aquaman 2 movie is this going to be that version of Aquaman possibly or is it going to be the original version because he's in a different timeline now Again, we don't. It won't matter any because after the Aquaman yeah. movie, we're done with the Snyderverse. I mean, what I would have done was would be to have a flash, have two years out, have a have a break from DC from the DCU movies, still do Joker two, still do the Elseworlds, still do the Batman, and then do a uh, full on reboot. No, I absolutely completely agree there. To be honest, I absolutely completely agree. But got any final comments like in regards to the film itself, though, for spoilers and everything. 
I've got stuff. I've got more things I want to talk about. Actually, okay, yeah. So let's, let's so, go through it quickly. Yeah. So, so one, one one thing I want to talk about is is the middle bit once they get into the past and how how it differs from the comics, <coughs> because one of the issues we I think we both have is the fact that there is no development of the villains. There's no yeah. development of of the characters really beyond uh, Batman and and the two Flashes, and in the comics it's so they still kept. Apocalypse ending uh, event. There's apocalypse ending event in the Flashpoint comics as well, but Flashpoint comics is, is a bit more interesting because it's it's one essentially Wonder Woman versus Aquaman, and they are in a war with each other, which becomes an apocalypse. The problem is though is that there were a lot more DC characters tied into that. I think that could have been the issue as well, but also. I think we've had with the major yeah, apocalypse but it's not, it's, it's, not, it's not it's not so much that they changed it. It's more the fact that there was that if like put it this way, I'm not saying they should have kept it, but if they had gone for the with the Flashpoint story, you'd have had much more character development with um, Wonder Woman and Ackman. You know, the two people who are causing the or about to cause the apocalypse. There would have been a lot more character development, a lot more opportunity. Now I like the fact that they chose. I'm, I'm happy they chose something different, which is more in keeping with the pre- previous movies. I'm just a little bit frustrated that they didn't. What what they chose didn't give them any opportunity for any proper uh, character growth. So what I would have liked them to do would have been to do something similar, and so that you have two sides, two conflicts, and then you can actually explore the characters from both sides and how it just slowly trickles into this kind of like. Um, world-ending conflict yeah no i could well i do agree in that sense but i do think the reason they did this is because obviously it's trying to tie back to the situation with zod i see why why they're doing it but it they didn't spend enough time with uh, zod well i think also i think it ties into the narrative of you know barry at the beginning of his journey could only save one person yeah whereas as we see him in this film he saves loads of people and we see young Barry at the end of the film trying to save two people oh, I, I loved, I, again I loved all of that stuff I just I, I just feel they should have changed the central conflict because it wasn't enough development for Zod no I know so, I, I think I think if they just had more conversation with Zod I think it could have worked out better potentially I mean I haven't worked out I haven't worked out what I would would do it's quite limited cause you don't you've only got a few films from the DCU really because it kind of like fell apart quite quickly um so i'm not 100 what i would do so so yeah i mean there might be a better there might be a better solution but in lieu of, of a better solution i agree maybe more conversations with side there definitely need to be more cat some some character development there and maybe even showing some differences between um the zod in this universe and the zod in, on, in man of steel um, yeah, no, I could be again. Also, just more development with uh, Supergirl. Yeah. And, there's like, one, and there's one more divergent thing that I want to talk about. I mean, I love Michael Keaton in as Batman. I love the fact that we saw that. So I'm not necessarily saying this is what I want, but one thing I, I do miss from the uh, Flashpoint story, which I feel they didn't... I feel in the Flashpoint animation, I feel they didn't develop this enough. But it was really, really interesting aspect, and I would love to see that on a film. I would love to see what we did with a Flashpoint movie, where it's Thomas Wayne as Batman, and it's Mar- and it's his wife Martha Wayne as the Joker, and have that really uh, more fleshed out. So 
maybe you could maybe you could even have tied that into the main conflict, and you know the new Joker is uh, partly responsible in 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 some way. Maybe uh, I think that would probably made it way too complicated for the Joker. The Joker's all about just like I mean chaos. To be fair, but in powered chaos is. It's not the Joker's deal, really. A yeah, lot of time. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I would make it work. I wouldn't necessarily make it in power chaos. Obviously, obviously you've got to keep keep uh, from in in from that, keep the themes uh, in. I mean, as they are, but I would have loved to have seen Thomas Wayne as Batman and Martha Wayne as a Joker because I think that's an in, that's an interesting dynamic. I do think them bringing back um, Tom, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as um, Bruce uh, as um, you know. Uh, the father would have been as uh, Thomas Wayne would have been brilliant in my opinion. Yeah. Even just even just bringing um, um, even just bringing him back to be honest, not not even the Joker side of it, because like, it could have just been like a sequence of like you know he tried to save uh, Bruce and his wife, but the wife died still or something. That that okay. that they could have done that story, made it simpler, yeah. kept the element as well, and also we could have. I think also I think That's having cool. the final center for. Ben Affleck be that sequence at the end of the movie with the letter yeah. would have actually hit harder because obviously it's the whole like you know Barry has given up his mother yeah. but he has successfully communicated Bruce's father to Bruce and how and everything yeah. I think that would have hit harder and I think yeah. but with the whole Ben Affleck thing it, I would have loved to have seen that yeah. I'd, I'd pay to see that to be honest I'd, I'd actually pay money to film that sequence myself just to get him back for a little bit yeah. and do that but yeah no I, I completely agree um, I completely agree with that to be honest but yeah I think um, I think that's gonna we're gonna wrap it up there for yeah, the, I think we're wrap it there for the episode so yeah obviously you know with us we give it a 7 out of 10 here it's a good film it is a good film I actually quite I think with the with the DC movies itself I, I really love Man of Steel uh the second Suicide Squad movie specifically. Yes. Although I I did like Will Smith and uh, you know um, Margot Robbie. Yeah, the, the, the actors were fine, but oh god, my god, that script. I mean, belly dancing. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm critical of my own writing, but with the original Suicide Squad uh, script, it, I'm sorry, but it was just super cringe at times. We're bad guys. That's my Margot yeah, Robbie no. impression. So obviously Shazam as well. I did quite like the first Shazam. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League movie. Much preferred to these Joss, Joss Whedon one. The Joss Whedon one is fucking awful because yeah. uh, it over-sexualizes Wonder Woman, cuts out an entire cyborg storyline and the fl- entire thing with the... F- have you seen the Snyder, the Justice League Snyder no, cut? No, I haven't. Have you seen the Justice League movie? I've seen the original Justice League. Watch yes. the Snyder cut because they change... You know how the third act of the, the Justice League movie, it's, a, it's set in Russia, it's a Russian family. Yes, yeah. None of that at all. Okay. It's it's no... There's no red. It's It focuses on the Flash and Cyborg and Batman. Like, it's it's much better in my opinion. Right. And it's like an entire third act has changed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and obviously The Flash. I do think like if I rate these movies, it would go Man of Steel, uh, Shazam. Oh, actually, no, I did really love Wonder Woman. Mm. So Man of Steel, Shazam, Wonder Woman. Uh, sorry, Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, Shazam, Wonder Woman, The Flash, in my opinion. I would go for Suicide Squad, Man of Steel, The Flash. Okay, interesting. Cool. But yeah, we're going to wrap up there, people. So 7 out of 10 from NMI. Right. So if you've got any questions, queries, uh, any compliments, um, how did you find the Flash movie? Where could, where could you see the uh, DCU oh, we, going? We, sorry, can I, can I, there's one thing we didn't, one thing oh, we didn't bring up. Very, very we're going to reverse back in time here, people. We so are. I'm, I'm doing reverse Flash. So we hinted at the end of the non-spoiler section that there was the word, no, there's a lot of the, there's a lot of flashing in very, oh, yeah. diff- in very different ways. Burning, the, we got the, to see why he wears a suit the now. The scene where uh, young Barry 
yeah, literally runs out of his clothes. Or... I mean, that was funny. Yeah. It was funny. Like, you know, full moon on show, destroyed half the city doing yeah. it as well, which I thought was hilarious. But yeah, yeah no, I think, I think that's a good way to uh, be cheeky and wrap it up there. Yeah, Pun intended, yeah. indefinitely. Yeah. But yeah, people, if you've got any questions, queries, or compliments, uh, if you want to shoot us like, uh, what did you think of the Flash movie? Where could you see James Gunn's DCU verse going? Is Ezra Miller going to stay? Uh, is it going to be a new Flash actor? We'll see how it goes. I, I kind of think there should be a new Flash actor, in my opinion. Even though Ezra Miller did a great job, I think... If you're getting rid of Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, and all these other actors, you need a new Flash now. You can't keep yeah. that actor because it's 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 wrong in my opinion. But yeah, if you've got any of that, send it to nmi nmi podcast outlook dot com. That's nmi podcast outlook dot com, or at nmi cast for our socials, Twitter and Instagram. Send us our DMs on there. I want to thank James for joining me today on this episode. Yeah, it's been really good. Thanks. Excellent. Right, we're going to leave it there, people. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.